0: And welcome back to another edition of Prep Rally, the podcast. You know what, Ricky Fires? When I hear that music, I want to go into my John Facenda voice, the from the uh, you know the frozen tundra of you know Green Bay or whatever. When I, when I hear that music,
1: NFL films, right? yes,
0: NFL films. So I'm Chip Souza, joined by Rick Fires and Paul Boyd today. This is Prep Rally, the podcast, and we are now joined by some royalty—a a champion, Cham- a two-time champion, nothing but champions, nothing spring but champions, and
2: spring and fall,
0: nothing but champions over at Bentonville. <laughs> Kent Early, the boys' golf coach over at Bentonville High. Coach, how you doing today?
2: I'm doing great. How are y'all?
0: I tell you what, it must be. Get, does it? Uh, you get a little back problems carrying those two big state championship plaques around? <laughs> and I mean, wow, wow. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Well, uh, so, Coach Coach Early's boys last week won their back-to-back uh, state champions in golf. Now, the year before last, they had to play a little extra golf to get it. But this time, Paul, if there was a mercy rule in golf, Bentonville would have evoked it. Yeah. Last week.
1: Somebody need to wave the white flag a few holes early. I wow. Think. But uh, but yeah, they, those guys. Uh, what uh, thirty plus strokes? 30 they plus win stroke. the team team title. I'm no I'm no math major, but that's a lot. That's a bunch. That's a bunch. So,
0: Coach <laughs> Coach Early, I know that you and I talked, and you know your boys uh, last year when they won it as uh, you know as underclassmen, the ones who were coming back. You know, you and I said, you know, you said they were not satisfied with winning one. They immediately, I think, as soon as they got off the course, set their sights on repeating, and they absolutely did it.
2: That's right. They sure did. That's that's all that they did the entire offseason was was play and work on their game. So uh, even though it was a pretty dramatic win, they, they didn't want it to be that way again. They wanted to, to prove that, hey, it wouldn't luck.
0: Well, Coach, uh, you know, not only did you guys win by 30 strokes, which is, you know, uh, a large number uh, over at Shadow Valley, over at Rogers, but you had three of the top five individual players uh, Medalists in the tournament. I don't think I have ever seen that before.
2: No, that that's it's incredible. Actually, uh, you know, to think about where they've come from, even when they won it last year, just how they improved. Because we didn't have anybody in the overall last year, not not one of them. And then to see the improvement from last year to this year, just in their scores, uh, the course, and, and to be honest with you, I, th- I think uh, the course last year may have prepared us uh, for the fast greens at Shadow Valley because uh, it was. Both greens were, I mean, just like par- putting on a parking lot. Ooh. I mean, they were just, yeah, it was tough. But, the, but the kids, I mean, it's just a, I mean, it's just a credit to them and how hard they've worked. And, and I'm telling you, they just phenomenal.
3: The uh, they the names, give, mm-hmm. give us some of the names. People don't follow golf. Give us some of the names. Fisher
2: kidding. Phillips, yeah. he, he won the medalist, and uh, Michael sinned. Uh he he was ended up number two. So Fisher and Michael played, and then Alexander Apolskis.
0: I'm glad you glad you said his name, Coach, because I would have butchered his
1: last name. I just called him. I just called him. Bring your A game. He's, he's A right. bring, bring your A game. Hey, uh, hey uh, Kent, this is Paul Boyd uh, Fisher. Yes, uh, Fisher and Michael had to go to a playoff. I mean, kind of kind of fun to mm-hmm. sit back and watch two of your own, you know, in a playoff for for the medalist honors there. And uh, and, I, and talking to those guys, they were having a little fun with it too. I think.
2: Yes, they were. You know, it's it's a competitive friendship, and both of them. You know, of course, that's what we talked about. We're actually out on a golf course right now for the overall, and I talked about you know how awesome that would be if that were the same thing to happen twice. You know, these guys battling for the top spot and have a playoff in the overall because this is. This is the top. This is the top-notch golfers of the state, and so we'll we'll see how we line up with these guys.
0: Kent, is there any trash talking in golf? Like, was was uh, Fisher <laughs> trash talking Michael, or Michael trash talking? Any of that going yeah,
2: on? Yeah, there is a little bit. Yeah, they, they were going back <laughs> yeah. and forth right there, and that's you know, and that's what Michael told him after the final putt. You know, hey, I'll get you the overall. <laughs> there you go. There yeah, you know. he
1: he told me that. That he said when when uh, when Michael's putt slid by, just before uh, Fisher knocked in his little four footer to win it. He, he told him, he said, yeah, he's like, okay, I'll get you next week. Wow. That's
4: exactly
2: right.
0: Well, I didn't know if there was much trash. Maybe, maybe I should play more golf, I could, but, but I'd be getting all the trash talk thrown at me, and it would be, you know, deserved for sure. Hey, I,
2: I know how you feel on that one. And
3: <laughs> hey, what all do the uh, overall encompass? What is it all the classes and uh, uh, how many kids are represented on each team? How, how does all that work?
2: Well, it's the top three scores from each state tournament. Okay, Gosh, okay. And then so that's and whether who makes it on a team, I'm not really sure how many from each team there are, but we definitely have two representing Benville, and we're proud of it. What
0: uh, what a lot of people who may not understand how how golf works at the high school level and when you compete as a team, uh, coach and correct me if I'm wrong on this. What you normally have is four golfers, or play for your team, and the top three. Or is it five, five golfers and the top right. four scores count? Now, coach, you don't designate who those top four are going to be, right? You're just going to take the top scores of your five five right. players,
2: right? Right, that's it. Right. That's
0: correct. Right. So it could be uh, this week. My score could be good enough to be in the top four, and then the next one I might not be good enough, and somebody else's score might be better than mine and knock me out, um, you know, so to speak, uh, for that for the point totals for that day.
2: That's exactly right, and uh, on the second day of the state tournament, uh, Nicholas Plyman was in our five hole, and he he was a scorer on day two
0: here at the state tournament. He was in the top four for day two. Yes, sir. Gotcha.
3: Well, Kent, you're there, so you can be our like CBS guy at the Masters. Uh, giving us an <laughs> update. How How far along is the tournament? I mean, can you tell what position your kids are in or no, or how
2: much more well, golf you got? Well, we, we actually start tomorrow at 8 a.m. We're on the practice round right now, oh, so the guys true. are walking the course and making their notes, and, and they're doing they're doing all of their prep work as far as uh, chalk talk and those kind of things, game planning a little bit.
0: Now, okay. Kent, what I really liked about the state golf tournament, it's the first time I've really covered much state golf at, at the 6A level. I'd covered it at the 4A level when Shiloh Christian won it a few years ago. But you guys had a, a live scoring. You, had a phone, you could have an app on your phone, and you could watch the scoring Updates as as it was going on, Um, and in day one, Daniel Taylor from uh, Bryant, he was the he was the leader after the first round, and and uh, he said uh, he he started out real well. This is a kid that uh, started out actually started out with a double double bogey, Um, and he said once he got in there and you know once he started playing well, he was like eight nine ten holes in. And he saw, he, you know, he realized, or somebody told him he was, you know, the leader or among the leaders. He said, "I kind of, you know, got nervous and tightened up a little bit." And I said, "Well, mm-hmm. how do you know you're a leader?" And he said, "Well." You know, you you really don't want to know that you are, but when people are talking about it and you hear it, he goes, you know, um, you don't think about it. Like if you cover the LPGA tournament over at Pinnacle Country Club at Rogers, there's leaderboards all over the course. So as the golfers walk from hole to hole, they see who the leaders are. So they're used to dealing with that. But, you know, you take a 17-, 16-, 17-year-old high school kid who hears, hey, you know, so-and-so just bogeyed or whatever, Uh, I'm sure a little nervousness does set in.
2: Absolutely, it does. You know, and and honestly, at this level, it's kind of like in baseball or softball when you you don't tell anybody they got a no hitter. I mean, yes. they know. You know, <laughs> I mean, he knew he was playing well. But he probably wasn't aware that he was in the lead, and and that that's some pressure because exactly. now everybody's chasing you, and and so. But yeah, like you said, in the LPGA. I mean, they're used to it. That that's that's the norm in, yeah. in that game. But yeah, it definitely adds to it. Wow. Whenever uh, somebody whispers that to you, and then then you get a little tight and, and you shorten up on some strokes and things, and that just it happens. Sure you do.
1: Hey, I, Kent, also, uh, you know, the, you and I talked a little bit about this group, These this group of seniors, uh, very special way to, uh, you know, hopefully here in the next couple of days to, to finish off their careers, right?
2: Absolutely. And, you know, we, we have had some players before in the past, Brick Browberger, Austin Morey, Jack Robertson come down here to the overall. And uh, But we've never had anybody make a statement or place, you know, so we're hoping that's that's something that could happen this year for Bentonville. You know, we get these two guys up there, and and maybe one of them wins it. You know, there's always that chance. Hey Kent, you
3: said you're on practice, Ron. You're doing notes. Now, do you get with your kids and go through a form of strategy for every hole or you just kind of stay back and say, hey, guys, keep doing what you're doing?
2: Well, to be honest, these guys know what they're doing. Every now and then I ask them a question about, hey, if the wind's blowing this way, how are you going to play this shot? Or, hey, if, if your ball's over here, how are you going to play it? But just just to add a question, but as far as strategy, these guys are writing their notes down, and it is 100% these guys. They are so well-versed in what they need to do and how to play this game. I mean, they're they're awesome. You know I mean? I'm just on cruise control. These guys are unbelievably talented.
0: Ken, I was giving Scott Williams, you know, Fayetteville, everybody loves Scott Williams, (laughs) you know, the golf coach over there. And I was giving him a hard time a couple of years ago, and I said, come on, Scott, really, all you got to do is just make sure the bus makes it from your place to the golf. Come on, (laughs) come on now. let's Let's just be real here. (laughs) <laughs> That's exactly
2: right. As far as, uh, you know, technique and swing and those kind of, hey, these guys, they have their swing coaches. Yes. They play AJGA. I mean, they are playing nonstop and then they are taking lessons on top of that. You know, so, I mean, they got it. You know, I mean, they, they, I can't tell you. I mean, it's just, it's no different than any other sport. I mean, you know, their off season is playing AJGA and making sure that they're out there chipping and putting every day and, and you know, going to the driving range. I mean, they're just unbelievable as far. Well. That, the dedication. They put into it. Yeah, that, absolutely. Yeah. Because it's a hard skill to learn. Ooh, it is. Hey, yeah. So,
1: I, I do have to ask, uh, do, do you have enough fingers for all those rings, you know, with softball? And, <laughs> and how, how many is that now? I mean, do you... Uh, what, well, what it's be?
2: five total. Okay. Is there, all right. Well, you're working on the one hand. The, we working on the oh, second. Oh, working hand. on the second hand. Okay. <laughs> That's right. right. That's right.
1: <laughs> well,
0: Kent, listen. And congratulations to you and your guys uh, for for I a, a, it. a repeat and a, and a and a resounding you know win for you guys. And and uh, I had a chance to talk to Fisher Phillips before the golf state golf tournament. Just what a. Uh, tremendous you know amount of maturity way more mature than I was at, well let's just be real yeah, than I am now that part's not too high is it no. uh but you know I can tell I know if the other guys on your team or any anything like him uh you know they're they're uh, those those kids are, are focused
2: yes sir they sure are they they are a very mature group and I'll, I'll tell you this shortly you know uh last year during the state tournament being neck to neck and pulling that win out not only did it encourage them to work, but I think the maturity factor of being in that pressure situation and being able to handle it. Cause at one point in time at hole 14 on day one, You're right. we
0: were all tied. Yes.
2: Yeah. And then the day two, we started on the first four holes. We had to re tee three times and we had uh, two other balls go out and we uh-huh. only had a 12 stroke lead when we started. So the maturity of this group came through.
0: Well, that they, uh, tell you what, Kent, just again, congratulations. And, uh, uh, you know we'll be looking forward to seeing how your guys do to on uh, on Thursday down at the overall and uh, who knows maybe some more hardware coming back
2: yep I hope so I hope so we haven't we have as chances as anybody
0: there you go <laughs> well Kent again congratulations thanks for being on with us. That was Kent Hurley, the, uh, the boys' golf coach at two-time state champion Bentonville. We're going to take a little break right now. When we come back, we're going to be joined by Mike Beaumont, the athletic director of Fort Smith Public Schools, and we're going to promote Ricky's nice story he's got for this week's Prep Rally Preview. We'll be right back with Prep Rally, the podcast. And we are back. This is Prep Rally, the podcast. I'm Chip Souza. I'm joined by Rick Fires and Paul Boyd with the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. We are rocking and rolling. I still hear that great music, Ricky, and I still want to see. I want to see, uh, you know, Johnny Unitas back to pass or. You know, uh, uh, you know, somebody yeah. like that taking a you know big, uh, what's his name for the Bears? Uh, Dick Butkus making a big tackle or something, you know, when I hear that music. I
3: always think of like the Four Horsemen of Notre Dame, something just real dramatic. Did you know them personally? or No, no. no, <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I, th- I know I they think. weren't them wrestling guys, that's he, for sure. Okay.
0: I think he covered them, though, didn't I he? I think he did. Yeah. I, think I he was did. there. They did one of their sisters or something, I think. That's, uh, so we are joined by Mike Beaumont now, the Athletic Director of the Fort Smith Public Schools.
4: Coach, how you doing today i'm great gentlemen i'm great i tell you when i hear that music i'm i'm i can just picture right now i can hear somebody narrating in the background that says welcome to the frozen yes Tundra there you go there Green you go Bay.
0: yes john Facenda, that great voice that no <laughs> one will ever duplicate again
4: no that wow. was so great back in those times
0: yes nfl films so coach we're wondering uh, have you uh rescheduled any games today i mean are you just taking the day off what's going on today
4: you know, it's been a it's been a uh, unbelievable uh, time in the world of athletics and activities right now and dealing with the pandemic. But uh, here's the bottom line, gentlemen. We're still playing. Uh, we're still safe. Everybody's still good. And we're still moving forward. So let's go.
0: And, Coach, in the neighborhood I grew up in, they would say, that's the mainest thing. That's, that's the, right. mainest, that's thing. the yes. mainest thing. Yes. That's the yes, mainest sir. thing. Yes, yes. So, Mike, uh, you know, being the athletic director of two large schools – um i cannot even Im- imagine you know the you know the emails and calls and stuff that you get you know, on a daily basis that's not covid related but now that we've thrown covid19 on top of everything and you've got you know the possibility of games being canceled but i tell you what i admire you you must be a heck of a dancer because man you guys have danced fast to get games uh rescheduled i mean you've done better spin moves than michael jackson
4: it's uh it's been an adventure that is for sure it- we're always we're always on the lookout just in case you got you got a plan uh for the uh things that are not uh planned and and those things are going to be unexpected and sadly we've had some schools as you all know that have had to cancel their activities yes, so sir. um you know, you're you're looking to see all right how can i help and and i tell you it's not only am I surrounded by great people here in Fort Smith and work for uh, a lot of great people here. As a as a state, we are so good about all trying to help each other out. So yeah. we know that if Valonia canceled from somebody here, they've got an opening or fable, lost a game, so they need somebody. And, and we're all kind of trying to help each other plug them in because no, nobody wants kids to have to sit out a week. Nobody, exactly. nobody
3: wants that. Exactly. Hey, Mike, uh, this is Rick Fires. I appreciate you helping me with my story. For the people out there, I've kind of dug in a little bit deeper about how we're all affected uh, by COVID-19, coaches, athletic directors, cheerleaders, the band, everything. And Mike really helped me on this. Now, let me uh, start here That something everybody can relate to, a budget. Now, your travel budget, you know, you got X amount of games before the season starts but you can't, can you tell the people about what kind of happened to y'all down there? You're supposed to play a game, uh, I guess, against one of the Little Rock schools, and then they had to bow out. Then you get a game where you Northside has to travel to Moore, Oklahoma. Then Southside, I think they're supposed to play a conference game up here at Rogers, they had a, a, a quarantine because of COVID. And then you guys made the trip all the way down to 71. That's a rough drive all the way down there. And now that just blows up your whole budget, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, it's it's um,
4: it's something for sure that we did not uh, plan for. And then looking at what we thought from last spring and, and, and first go back, go back to your first comment about how it, all of this is different. If we learned anything from the pandemic in the spring, we learned that school without athletics and activities is not very fun. Nope. And yep. and, and really, people aren't involved. And, and and I know there's people that want to throw stones and the naysayers uh, that are supposed to be about academics. And I'm the first one to say, hey, you can't have ball now unless you go to school. I That's understand right. that. Our kids yep. understand that. But school without ball, school without activities and band, it's It's not as fun. It's not as well attended and they don't do as good in school if it's not any other things to be a part of. And that's 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 the culture of what is. So we know that that has to happen. We can't have one without the other. And it's just it's just not a world that we want to be in. And then to go back to your second question, we're talking about how this affects my budget. Well, ticket sales obviously are incredibly affected. So we know that taking half of your seating capacity and then 66% of that is the only number of tickets you can sell. Exactly. Well, that's, that's revenue. Yep. And so that 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 and then concession stands.
0: Yep. And then your concession oh, so stands, and you yeah.
4: know, and then and the kids can't go around and sell programs in the beginning, and, and you don't want to have people going from door to door to do fundraising. So this COVID is it's it's affected so. I mean, even the University of Arkansas is having to advertise on a campaign of Hey, can you give to us to right. help our scholarship Correct. So it it it, it affects so much more now gentlemen do not anybody take away anything from this podcast of me saying that this is what is most detrimental we have people that are sick and people that we have lost their life and i understand that and i do not want to say that that lessens that in any way but as far as our public school system and how we have to have revenue from our ticket sales because we use that money for feeding the kids you know when, when we were all in school mom and dad's made bologna and cheese sandwiches. You put them in a cooler and that's how you got to eat when you went on the road. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yes, sir. Nowadays, nowadays, you know, you give them a certain budget that they can spend per head. And we don't have to count on mom and dads to do that anymore. We buy the food for them and we have it ready for them, but it has to come from somewhere. And we use our ticket money to do that. You're not counting on a, Uh, An away game. So I was counting on those ticket sales for a home game I didn't have to drive a bus anywhere and I was gonna have concession revenue. I lose all of that So I could go to Texarkana Now I've got to have Ability to feed the kids. I need a bus. I need a bus driver. I lose my concessions I lose my tickets, but I was willing to do that so we could keep playing so there's going to be some losses um, and and we'll make it up somewhere on the back end but uh, to me The loss in finances is worth us still getting to keep playing.
0: Hey, my question for you on the buses. I'm glad you mentioned that. So in the past, you know, you would fill a bus with however many, uh, you know, if 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 that bus seats uh, uh, 60 kids, you would fill it up with 60 kids. Maybe tuck a manager back, you know, somewhere in the medicine kit or whatever, make it 61. But you could fill a bus. Are there restrictions on that bus now, and are you having to send more buses to these road trips?
4: Yeah, so we send more buses, so this twofold there, we cut the roster, so now you have a travel roster. So instead of 100 kids on your roster and taking everybody, you may cut it down to 65, 70, and instead of taking three buses where we all had room to lay down on the way home, now we're taking four so we can be spread out just in case we have a contact, we don't lose the whole bus. Yeah, You know, you, you may lose a kid or two because they were inside that six feet for more than 15 Man. minutes at a time, but we're trying to get away from that. We're trying to stay apart.
0: And you don't even – I mean, that's things you don't even think about that they're that, that Mike and these ADs and coaches are having to think about. You know, they're not only just thinking about, hey, you know, what happens when uh, – you know, how, how's Fayetteville, what's cover two look like, what's this corner look like, and, you know, how they <laughs> go – now we got to worry about, okay – you know we might make sure we have enough buses to get all these kids on and make sure that you know got i mean it's just i cannot even
3: imagine that uh, it go, is, it's, going, it's crazy right now going down the same trail you guys bringing up things, like chip said don't even think about now you got to go tell a kid who's been practicing all week uh who's maybe just on special teams and say hey son we can't take you you got to stay here bus is full can't yeah, take it. and then yep. you got to put more starters on special teams or something wow that is just it's just uh, sad, yeah. but just at least you're playing. About.
0: At least the teams are right. And, well, the thing is, and coach, and you guys, the thing is, is that you're making these adjustments and you realize what needs to be done. Because what we talk about, Rick and Paul and coach, what do we talk about every single week? Who? What is it? Who? Who is impacted by this? Who are we doing this for? The kids, the kids. right? Yeah. If you think it's for anybody else, you could not be, wrong. be more wrong. It's for them because. While in college, these kids that are all playing, basically this year doesn't even count. It, it, every college kid who's playing any sport right now this year can come back and play again next year with no worry about eligibility, whatever. High school kids, right. they do not have that same option. This nope. is it. Nope. This is it for them.
4: You know, what we don't want for sure is uh, I cannot. Man, I can't do it now. I can't look in the eyes of a, a baseball player or a softball no. player or a soccer player or a track player uh kid and tell them hey you're not going to have a season again this year that'll be two years for for them yeah i can't do it i can't do it it. nope 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 you can't well
0: mike what now we know football we're at the halfway point and and, uh you know we know there's been hiccups and teams have have done a, a tremendous job of of uh you know finding opponents and and doing what they need to do and that kind of thing and and whatever basketball's coming up here in just in just a few weeks it won't be very long in fact some of the small schools I think Paul start next week right yes, For the that's smaller great. schools that don't play football they start next week what kind of restrictions are on you going to be on these schools for basketball seating capacity in
4: your new in your gyms um, you know basketball is what worries me the most men at least in football we have larger venues we're outside we can sprint out a little more basketball the sport itself is different in football. I have contact for a brief moment and I'm back to my huddle and then we're going to play again. And so I, I can, I mean, really, I'm not in anybody's bubble space for that long of a time that yeah. it has to be affected if you're a student athlete, right? Basketball. I, when you inbound the ball, I'm in your grill all night long. Yes, sir. If, I'm a, if I'm a post, I'm laying on somebody. Oh, I'm, I'm trying to back you down. I, you know, I, The arenas itself are not – they're not Bud Walton. No. They're not – these are smaller venues of which, once again, you take half your capacity, and then you go 66% of that, and then you've got to sell that. Now, don't forget, man, you have to spread the benches out six feet apart. That's right. Okay. So the players will be spread six feet apart. Okay. Nobody has venues that are going to allow – you get the whole team six feet apart. So you got to curl around. Well, you curl around to where the cheerleaders and dance teams usually stand. So now, where are you going to put them? The rule says you got to have twelve feet of space between the student athletes and the fans. Wow. So some of your minds right now are thinking, well, you'll put them in a few rows right behind the bench. Okay, that's fine. You got to skip every other row, and then on top of that, twelve feet of space between the team and the next seat you're going to sell. Uh, man, I I'm, I'm telling you now, I'm, I'm worried about that in case you hadn't seen basketball in Fort Smith, especially on the north side of town right now. South side is coming. But on the north side of town right now, my, my fans there, they like to buy their ticket for that JV girls game and they stay for all four games.
0: Yes, sir. Well, yes, sir.
4: Well, that's that's going to be a problem because and, now mom and daddy wanted to see their varsity son play and sold out. Wow. So we may have to we may have to split the venues.
0: Yeah. We have sessions. And
4: that's right. Yeah. And so it may be like the SCC tournament. It may be uh, for us. You may have varsity girls and JV girls playing over at Kimmons, and varsity boys and JV boys playing in Cundart. Wow. You can, but now you got to make sure you got to do a couple of things here. Got to make sure that the girls get their chance to play in the in the big gym yep. and don't have to go to a junior high gym. So you got to flip flop that. Let's say you want to do JV's in one gym and Varsity's in one gym. Well, your officials—do they all referee girls and boys? No, not all of them. Do they all referee Varsity and Junior Varsity games? No, a lot of newbie officials do the Junior Varsity games. So there's some logistic issues. I'm I'm worried about basketball now. And then we ain't even talked about it yet. Where are you going to put the kids? Yeah. Because yeah. by rule you can't have a student section, so you got to spread them apart. Where are you going to put the dancers? Typically in basketball games, the dance teams are in the stands, and they follow what's going on with the cheerleaders. So these are supposed to be kid events, and you're telling me I can't have a student section? Exactly. And if I do, it's only going to be 30 kids. I mean, I, I can't have cheerleaders? I,
0: well, and know, then Mike, we, and then something else, and you alluded to it just a little bit, but you you know, like at Southside, there's not even a high school gym there, right? So you're going to be playing. We those do games. not have one. Yeah, you're going to be playing those games at Chaffin Junior High, which we are. You know, it's going to be a oh, way smaller know. venue. But That's right now, uh, Coach, are you guys? I mean, can you can you play at UAFS? Can you work out any kind of deal with
4: them, or is that off limits? Hey, or great plan, great plan. Went and talked. I went and talked to uh, UAFS. Uh, before all of this was was being thought about and it's hard for them to allow somebody else to use their venue when they don't currently let their own team I understand, you know, I understand. use their venues and if so they got to come in and clean after us and who's going to be responsible for the pay, sanitization and pay for uh, that yeah 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 and and so you know there's so many issues right now and and for us we don't let outside entities use our venues right now because you're trying to clean and sanitize and keep your own people safe
0: okay Mike I so, got the solution for you. Give it to me. Creekmore Park. Play on the outdoor out, out, outdoor courts mm-hmm. over at Creekmore Park. Problem solved. You see some, you know, you know that'd be that'd be a great place to play to play there. MLK Park, either one uh, down at Fort Smith, be a great place to play. Hey,
4: let me tell you what, man. I don't think I hadn't thought about it. I was thinking about calling. <laughs> Make it I was take it. about calling my boy Jerry Jones and say, "All right, now right, how did you put that basketball court in the middle of your football That's field? Right. That's I right. That's right. Get it down there at Jim Rowland Stadium yep. and put that basketball court outside. Everybody just bundle up. That's now, right. Now look, now you're gonna have to tell Coach Adams and uh, Coach Burnett. Now, when the wind blows just a little bit from left to right, you yep. better plan your shot. You now shoot. you, have, you <laughs> have to work on a little bit. <laughs> I love
0: it. Like Ricky said, go play make it, take it. Make it, take it. Make it, take it. That's make right. It, that's right. It. That's right. You know, let me tell you what, if
4: you're playing basketball with Ricky Smith, it's always make it, take it. And he gets first, he gets yeah. first ball. I promise right now, yeah, you, you don't ever back get back. it back, do you? No, no. That's like, him. that's like him on your three-on-three
3: team. Don't pass
4: oh. it to him. You ain't never going to get
3: it back. <laughs> I never met a shot he didn't like. No. <laughs> well, it sounds like you might be down to playing D-E-F-G, but, uh, man, we understand what you're going through. And like you said, uh, just hopefully we can get everybody to do the right thing, get through this. But, my goodness, this has been a, an awful year. But, uh, like you said, just as long as you keep playing. Well, Coach Beaumont,
0: and I'm like, this is what we've been saying. A few games are better than no games. No question about
4: it, man. And before we all get all upset and and, and, and really start to get depressed or get angry about what we're doing – we got to go back to what we teach the kids and what athletics teaches the kids and what's being involved with team sports and activities and being a part of a band group that it's not, first of all, it's not about you. It's about the team. So what can we all do? And having adversity, having adversity that we have to overcome, whether it is a turnover, a, a fumble, a interception, I, I drop somebody when we're trying to set the pyramid or my flute doesn't work, it doesn't matter. Now, the nature of what we try to teach these kids is you've got to overcome that adversity. Yep. You've got to find a way. The, these games are so special. I'll take one from H. Nutt, and you can learn more character about yourself and your teammates on the two-yard line going in or coming out than you can anywhere in life. And
0: Co- it's just, Coach, you got me. You got me like all it. fired up now, Coach. You got me all fired up, ready. Put, I'm ready to suit up, Coach. I'm ready to put me in. I'm ready to play. <laughs> oh well, Mike Beaumont, we appreciate you being on with us today and breaking it down for us like that because you hits on some topic, topics that none of us were really aware of, like the bus situation and 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 basketball right. coming up and that kind of thing. It's just um, you know things that we never thought we'd talk about, never thought we'd have to think about. Has to be front and center. Has to be front and center.
4: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, I really appreciate y'all having me on today. And you know, I'm I'm a uh, I'm happy to come back anytime you need me to. Now, anytime, anytime.
0: We'll definitely have you back. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. We're going to go ahead and, and go ahead and hang up with you now. That was Mike Beaumont, the athletic director of the Fort Smith Public Schools. Ricky Fires this weekend has a story being Friday's edition of the Democrat Gazette, Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, called "Playing in a Pandemic." And what these band members, and football players, and coaches, and cheer, and boosters, and yeah. and all of that, Ricky went. They talked to seven, eight different people in this story um, about you know just the challenges that they have faced, and things like like Coach Beaumont just talked about that things we never would even think about. Um that you have to think about.
3: Yeah, it's it's not a complicated story because if it's complicated I couldn't have do it. I couldn't have done it.
1: I'm glad you said that, Paul. That way I didn't have to <laughs> well at least he's but, being honest. Yes. Yeah.
3: But it does like the conversation we just had, it brings up something, man, I didn't even think about that. And and through this conversation right here, I didn't even thought about all the challenges in basketball. And like you said, somebody wants to come in and watch their ninth grade girl play. And then they want to stick around, but you don't have enough room for not, them. There's going to be a fight yeah. out there in the stand somewhere. Yeah. And say, "I pay my money, get in here, and I'm watching every game." So, uh, not this year. Not so this year. It's, it's, like it's, my, like
0: my, it's like Coach Beaumont said: you're going to have to just be able to put those kind of th- feelings aside yep. and and think about the greater good. And uh, you know, uh, but you're going to have people. are so going to have some. Uh, you're going to have some people that don't want to comply. Yep. and that's that's just the way it is, and and uh, but hopefully uh, you know basketball is going to start soon. There's going to be bumps in the road, just like there have been for football. Basketball may present more bumps in the road. Who knows? It but may. basketball does at least have a little bit more flexibility. You can you could play every day in basketball, like you know like a tournament format. You play every day, maybe if that's what you have to do. So you know a game could be canceled m- this Tuesday, and you could play it again, play replay that game on Monday, and then play right. Tuesday. You know you could do that for basketball. Um, Football a but, little more difficult. It, f- yeah. Yes, exactly. We've seen volleyball. We've seen how that's been affected by COVID. We've yes. seen Springdale Harbor went, you know, seemed like almost a, a, almost a almost month. Almost a month. A yeah. month without playing. So, um, and then last night they went down and, and, and hung with Fort Smith Southside. Really five. good one. Yes. Really
1: good one. So, uh, and we're getting ready. This is, We're finishing up volleyball. We'll have conference, you know, 6A West and the 6A Central will have conference tournaments. Exactly. Uh, next week.
0: Now, Paul, as far as I know, Natalie Thronberry, the volleyball coach at Southside, is the only casualty that we've had who's had to quarantine as a head coach. I don't know of another
1: one. But That's the only head coach I know that of. that we know I of. I know and of, and we 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 really hope Natalie. Natalie, you know, I, I visited with her this morning. And she's not positive. She's just no, in co- she, a quarantine. She's in quarantine. She's feeling of good. Contact it, She's, she's yep. feeling good, uh, but she won't be able to to be back until next Friday, which means she wouldn't won't be coaching in the conference tournament next week. That starts next Thank- week. Thankfully, she will be back, they think, you know, before the state tournament the state. The, the next week. Right. So,
0: um, so you know, it's just uh, every day is a new day. And uh, you know, you you uh, we've talked about this and use this word repeatedly, being fluid and uh, and it being a fluid situation. We found out today. This is Wednesday, Ricky. I don't know what date it is. You're always my calendar. I think it's the 14th of October, I believe.
3: Uh, a couple weeks before uh, Halloween.
0: There you go. Uh, that Alma had to cancel its game uh, this week with oh, Um uh, so that game has been canceled. So that's a 5A game now that we've that we've lost. I think we've lost. I know Farmington uh, had to cancel a game or two. So. Um, so, but, uh, but Alma had to, had to cancel its game this week with Marlton. So, um, maybe, you know, I think last week, Ricky, would we say 20 games or 15 games or 20 across the state? 15 to like 20. That? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this week, hopefully not as many, and, uh, hopefully we're going to see that number continue to, to, decrease, um, as we move forward. Um, but, Again, I want to promo Rick Fire's story this week. We'll be in the Friday Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. That's one of the main reasons we had uh, the athletic director from Fort Smith Public Schools, Mike Beaumont, on with us. Playing in a pandemic and what it's been like and the challenges that these teams um, of, of band, cheer, football, coaches, fans, everybody's had to deal with. This season, Ricky did a good job on that, and uh, you'll want to be sure and catch that story in the Friday edition of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, fellas. That's about all I've got. Paul, you got anything?
1: I think we're good to go, man.
0: Ricky, Let's, got uh, anything? I wish I had a
3: caramel apple, but I don't have have that, so I got nothing.
0: That would be pretty clutch right now. Yes. That's that's that. We got still got a couple of weeks. We can still work on that. Yes. So uh, that's it for this edition of Prep Rally the podcast. Thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you next
1: time.